for me, it's just always about what are my needs, Mm -hmm. you know, and then what are my desires and can I live this life? Can I do this work that will meet my needs and allow me to fulfill my desires? I don't believe in the rigid nine to five, 40 hour work week. Life is short and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. Before we jump into our interview today, I want to send you over to my website, accountabilitybuddyforhire.com. If you have been feeling like you want to create a change in your life, but you don't know where to begin. I know a lot of people have told me that they want change, but they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed because they don't know exactly what they want and they don't know where to begin. So I have created a free guide that's on my website that just helps you to find that and then helps you think through some action steps that you can take to create that change that you want to see in your life. So if that resonates with you and that would be helpful, I just wanted to share that as a resource for everyone. So head on over and download that. It's completely free. Uh, Now we're going to transition into our interview. I'm very excited. We have a super special guest this week, Erin Polly. You're going to love her story because she has found a way to truly combine all of her strengths and all of her passions into a career and a schedule that she loves. It's so cool to hear her story and her path in creating this, and it's really inspiring because I think a lot of people underestimate their past experience, and they don't know how they can utilize their past experience in moving forward into something new, but Erin has found a way to do that and do it really well, and so I'm really excited for you to hear her story. I won't keep you waiting any longer. We'll dive right in, and here is Erin Polly. Hey, Erin. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, just start with you sharing a little bit about your day-to-day life and what that looks like now. Yeah. Tell us about you. Well, these are very unusual times, so no day ever looks the same, but um, I am a single mom to an eight-year-old boy. I also have an eight-month-old Australian cattle dog, so (laughs) my days are pretty active (laughs) with the two of them, Um, and luckily I live in Garfield Park, so I'm able to retreat to the park with them um, often, which I love. But um, I am currently working at a hot yoga studio that has several studios in Indiana and Illinois, and I serve in a role doing community engagement for them. 
And I'm also known um, to my friends and uh, people in my yoga community as the yoga retreat lady. So I have the the honor and pleasure to plan global retreats uh, for our community. And um, despite COVID, um, you know, we're still reimagining unique and interesting ways that we can continue to have global retreats. And so um, that work keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. So like day to day, I mean, I, um, I wake up really early every day, um, usually by 6am and I try to spend my morning really focused on my work that I need to do at my computer, like whatever admin or writing or research that I need to do. Um, I do then, and I really try to leave the rest of my afternoon open to be in my community. So whether that's in my studio teaching or supporting other teachers. Um, I work a lot with our teacher training program as well, so I mentor teachers. Um, and then just also spending time with my son. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you know, doesn't really matter what day of the week it is. I tend to always wake up early, you know, even on the weekends, sure. and try to just use those morning hours to get what I need to get done accomplished, so that I'm more free to be creative and active in the rest of my day. I hear that a lot from people. Like, utilize those morning hours. So, do you tend to wake up? before your son then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I wake up before everybody else. I even, I have to wake up the dog most mornings too. So that's funny. he's, He's in the routine with me, but, um, yeah, I, I, as much as I try to sleep in on the weekends, it very rarely happens. And, um, I'm usually like well into my day by the time everybody else wakes up. That's awesome. Man. I wish I could be like that. I'm working towards it. I'm working on it, but it's a struggle for me. So that's awesome. Uh, Well, yeah, let's back up a little bit and talk about kind of how you got into this more flexible lifestyle, not a nine to five. Yeah. So, I mean, I have actually only ever had one nine to five job in my entire life. And that was when I was 18 years old and it was like for only a few months. Okay. (laughs) So um, I, um, you know, I've worked service industry and retail jobs, but for the last 16 years, I worked as a community organizer and doing that kind of work. Like you really just have to be available when the community that you serve is available, which tends to be evenings and weekends. So um, that has just been my life, you know, is that you work when it's necessary and you take breaks when you can. Um, You know, I've, I've just always like lived that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, um, even like before I had my son, I recognized in this job that I was super fortunate to be working in that sort of an industry that was super flexible and, you know, going to meetings and attending events and workshops where people always had their children. I knew that, you know, once I became a mom, I would be able to do that. And so, you know, I like, I like to think that that's like one of the reasons I held on to that job for as long as I did. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I really saw that it was, you know, very conducive to the kind of lifestyle that I wanted to have. My mom worked nine to five my whole life and I was a latchkey kid since I was like nine years old and I had to start dinner for my brother and I and my mom every day. 
and not that there was anything wrong with that. Like I'm grateful for that experience and the responsibility it taught me, but you know, I know my mom always wanted to have more time with us and, um, I, am I'm really fortunate that I have that kind of life that I can be with my son like that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Just, yeah. And in a lot of the nonprofit work, it is, you know, daycare provided for those kind of meetings and things like that. That is super awesome. Cool. So what, so how did you get into, I know there was like a time when that job ended or you kind of realized that you wanted more. Yeah. Like after that ended, you didn't want to go back to kind of this service job. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, I'm an interesting progression for me. I've, you know, worked as an organizer for so many years and, um, about, about four or five years ago, I, um, decided to really delve deeper into my yoga practice. I had been practicing yoga for 20 years and, you know, had never just sort of been like a casual student, never really dived into it. And really after the birth of my son and like in a very stressful political climate with suppression of Muslim communities, of immigrant communities that were the communities I directly worked with in my organizing work. I was, I was super overwhelmed. I was super exhausted and I needed something fresh and new. And so I took the leap and did a yoga teacher training program. And that really transformed a lot of my thoughts about what I could do in my life Mm -hmm. and, and really like how I could take a lot of the social justice skills that I had learned in my organizing work and apply that in in a more direct way (laughs) with individuals and, and, you know, working with populations of people who give so much of themselves to others and don't take care of themselves at all ever. And so that's kind of my, my mission is to serve, you know, serve that population of people. So it was a slow progression. You know, I, uh, my job with the community organizing work ended in early 2020 and I had already begun to start organizing yoga retreats the year before and had already begun to, um, work a lot closer with the sort of corporate side of the yoga studio that I work with. So I was able to, to turn that into a job, (laughs) thankfully. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was a pivotal moment for me to really decide like, okay, do I go out and get another job at a nonprofit? Do I, you know, venture into the corporate world and get a nine to five job where I'm going to get paid a lot of money, but I'm not going to have the life I want to live. And ultimately, you know, after trying out lots of different things over the many, many years, I, I realized my way of life is most important to me. And I just wanted to figure out a way that I could have that lifestyle and still support myself and my son and be successful in my goals. Absolutely. That's great. So how does it work when you're doing your uh, retreats, your yoga retreats with your son? I mean, what kind of support systems do you have in play for that? I know there are a lot of parents who when thinking about creating more flexibility, they're like, oh, but the kids, <laughs> what do we do with the kids? So yeah, yeah how, do, how do you manage that? Well, I am super fortunate to have a great co-parent. <laughs> My son's dad um, and I are great friends. We were together for, you know, many, many years. And so, you know, when we split our marriage, we really were on the same page and have always been on the same page about our ultimate goal 
being the health and happiness of our son. And so we have been able to very positively co-parent together and we agree on most things. Also very fortunate that he is also like not a regular nine to fiver, you know, he has a very flexible lifestyle and job. And so we're really able to support each other. And, you know, when he's has moments where he's super busy and, you know, has to focus on a particular project, then I might, you know, have my son a little bit more. And when I go and travel, he'll keep him. So we're really fortunate and also fortunate to have grandparents nice. <laughs> very close to us. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the only grandchild on one side and one of two on the other. So my son gets a lot of attention and love. And, you know, I've like, traveling is a very essential part of who I am. And, yeah. you know, even before having a child, I was always going on trips and looking for new adventures. And when I, when my son was about three years old, I had an opportunity to go to Palestine for work. And, you know, it was super hard for me to, to decide to leave my son. You know, I thought there's no way he's going to even be able to handle this, you know, and nobody's going to take care of him the way that I can take care of him. <laughs> and I had so much anxiety around it and I was gone for three weeks and everyone was fine. You know, everyone was totally fine. I, you know, I, it was so good for me as a mother to just have that experience. And, um, I think it was good for my son's father to, you know, have the experience of being alone with him and all of it. So no, no regrets there. I think, I think you, you know, you must take care of yourself in whatever way you can. 100%. I think that's, a lot of times parents are like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, the parent guilt. Right. But it's when you feel exactly like that. Yeah. When you feel more fulfilled because you're doing the things that light you up, you can then show up better for him. When you get home, you're more energized. You're ready to, you're more present in those moments. I still feel guilty though. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But it's worth it. It is. But it's worth it. Have you ever gotten to take him with you uh, on one of your retreats yet or no? I haven't taken him with me on a retreat yet. He's dying to go. Um, he's starting, he's at the age now where he's a little bit jealous of mm, you know, yeah. going and, and taking trips, but, um, but he and I have been on some trips alone together, just little vacations that we, we take here and there. And he's an awesome travel partner. He totally gets it. He's, he amazes me actually with his stamina and, <laughs> and what awesome. he's like interested in like seeing and doing and everything. So one day I definitely will take him with me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's probably getting close to the age where he could go along and mm-hmm. you get into the yoga. Does he do it with you? No, not really. <laughs> He will. Um, and he probably knows more about yoga than most kids, but but I think it's like one of those things where like if your parent is super into something, you're just not. Oh yeah. And like his dad is a um is a tennis instructor and has played tennis his whole life and he's also a DJ and you know, I'm a yoga teacher and he's like exposed to all of these things and he knows like all of this stuff, but he's just like not, not really that into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe one day. Sure. (laughs) He'll come around a bit. Um, so what's been like, what would you say is the biggest obstacle or difficulty in maintaining this lifestyle? If there are any for you? 
Uh, you know, I'd say that I'm still sort of figuring that out, still sort of hitting obstacles and finding my way and becoming more into this life that I want to have. I've, I've started and stopped many things over the last couple of years, and I've stopped them because I have realized that they're just really not in service to what I want to do and what my goals are. And so, especially like during this time right now, you know, during the, this pandemic and having a quarantine, like it really forced me to stop and to um, evaluate everything I was doing because I had to cancel everything, right? Like, yeah. you know, for the first time ever, rather than adding things to my calendar, I was subtracting things from my calendar. And that's really, it was really hard for me because I am a person who likes to learn, to, to be involved in things. And like, I'm constantly signing up for this committee or that committee and do this training and go to that meeting. And, you know, I, it, this is, this time has really like forced me to just evaluate my, my mission statement. And now, you know, that's a part of my morning routine. Every day I read my mission statement. You know, I ensure that everything I do in my day is in service to that goal. Nice. And I, I'm just, I'm constantly in that work of evaluating why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I take a pause before I say yes to things now. And, you know, my calendar, I don't know about you, is starting to fill back up again. So yeah. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a, con- it's constant work to be doing. It's really hard for me to say no to things. So um, yeah. I'm still working on that. For sure. So I know a lot for me personally in taking this journey, how do you manage with, do you have any like budgetary tools or, you know, paying for insurance and things like that? I mean, I'm assuming the yoga studio, do they provide you with insurance? Yeah. So, you know, I have, I'm fortunate to have a salaried position and, um, you know, it's not like what I would be making probably, you know, working for a corporation. It's a small business that I work for. And, you know, I, I certainly, you know, had to do a lot of very deep evaluating. I I took a pay cut to, you know, of course, to be able to like do this work right now. So, you know, for me, it's just always about what are my needs, you Mm -hmm. know, and then what are my desires and can I live this life? Can I do this work that will meet my needs and allow me to fulfill my desires? And so, you know, I have goals that, you know, there's um, the yoga retreats is sort of like the, the space for me to be able to grow and to like build that business up um, even okay. more. Yeah. And so, you know, I have my own, my own personal financial goals, and then I have the financial goals for the business and just and, and I see a vision for how it can continue to evolve and continue to grow going forward. You know, it's been, it's been super challenging with a pandemic that has affected travel and has affected many of our ideas about how we travel or how we might travel in the future. But, you know, I'm, I'm really tuned in to the industry and I, I do think we will have a turnaround. And, you know, I think when we come out of this, yeah, fingers crossed, when we come out of this, people, when we, I think, you know, when we come to a point out of this, right, like, I don't know, forever, like fully coming out of this. But when we come to a point where people are, you know, getting back into their normal ish routines and feeling more comfortable with traveling again, what I provide in our experiences is exactly what people are going to want and need. And so, so yeah, like I might be taking a hit right now, but I feel, I feel confident and hopeful for the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important too. I mean, a lot of people, when they're thinking about this, it's, it's the, it's the potential pay cut, right? That is super scary or going out on your own and not necessarily having like the stable paycheck that really is just like, I don't think I could handle that. But yeah, yeah just evaluating know. like the baseline of what is mm-hmm. it that you actually need and just sac- you know, making, making sacrifices in other areas where. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it has to happen sometimes. Right. And, you know, in this moment too, what I really learned is how essential it is to pivot to, to make, to be flexible, to make changes. And if you're going out on your own, you're making your own path, you're starting your own business or whatever it might be, not to be paralyzed in fear about what you don't know. And instead to leave some space for creativity that when, when there is a change, when something happens, it's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for something to grow out of that or for something to, um, to be laid down, right? Like maybe it's just something that's not, it's not working. And so, you know, that does leave space for you to grow into something else. And I've been so inspired by small businesses that I know and support and to see how they've done that and how they've survived and like the resiliency and the grit that I've seen so many small business owners or people who are um, creators or artists and like how they've been able to survive this. It's super inspiring to me. Absolutely. So yeah, do you, so if I'm listening to this and I'm sitting in my job right now and I'm just wanting to do my own thing, wanting to kind of have more flexibility, what would you say would be like the first step might take or give advice to somebody? Yeah, I think, you know, um, we so very rarely, many of us sit down and put things on paper. And so I really strongly suggest sitting and doing some self-inquiry work, you know, really evaluating what are the things that light you up? You know, what are the, what are the things that bring you joy in your life, like big or small, right? Like there are, you know, there's, there's so many things and like, and, and looking at like the pattern of your life and those moments where maybe you've been doing something and it's just all felt right. You know, it just all feels good. And like, you know, I use this example a lot, especially on our retreats is that like, you know, people go on a, on a yoga retreat or they go on vacation and they just feel like they're a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they just feel like obviously relaxed, but also like, you know, energized and clear and inspired. And, you know, I always encourage people who leave our retreats to really um, think about like how they can bring that into their everyday life. And even if it's something small, you know, even if it's just like making time to read a novel every day or making time to write every day, you know, making that a priority in your life. And and it's a, it's a self-care kind of thing, but it's also like, I believe that if you really engage in and follow your passions, you will be taken care of in whatever way that is. Like it could be spiritually taken care of, Mm -hmm. financially taken care of, emotionally taken care of, you know, just, but we have to know. And, you know, I think lots of people just go through the motions of their job and their day-to-day life. And, you know, especially mothers and, and fathers, you know, who just are in service to their kids all the time. And that's their priority. 
I think, you know, just, just stopping and doing that, that little bit of evaluation will open things up and will, will lead you in the direction that your heart really wants to go in. Mm-hmm. But what if they say, but Aaron, I don't have time. I don't have t- 15 minutes in my day to sit down and write something down. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's what people Yeah. Say. I mean, if, you, well, okay. If you had, you know, 60 minutes or 30 minutes to listen to this podcast, you have time. <laughs> That's true. If you have 15 minutes to scroll through Facebook, you have time, you know, it's, it's your, it's, um, it's your responsibility and you know, your, our time does belong to us. Like we have to start really seeing the things that are, are taking our time away and really evaluating if that's like, if that is also in service, you know, I mean, I think this pandemic maybe has opened that up for some people to realize that like, oh, I, I actually do have time and it's important for me to cook myself a healthy meal every day, you yeah. know, or it is actually important for me and I do have time to go for a walk outside for some fresh air, you know, or play a game with my kid or whatever. Like, yeah, we have, we have the time for these things. We just need to stop thinking about, we, we just have to we, like rethink the way yeah. we, we spend our time make that shift for mm-hmm. sure was well, there anything else is this worth it your lifestyle the sacrifices that you make in some areas like what's what, what makes it the most worth it that's a great question i'm still figuring that out <laughs> but you know i will say there are many times really over the last year that i have felt like everything is right. I've just felt like everything I'm doing is right. And I think about all these past moments in my life that have actually like been preparing me for this. And, you know, I've had these flashes of thoughts, maybe some self-doubt, but also just like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like Mm -hmm. what, you know, what held me back like all this time? Because it does, it does just feel like I get that warm glow in my body, like that is telling me that I'm doing the right thing. And, you know, I, that's worth it for me. And I think, you know, living authentically, being a, a good example for my son, being a good example for my friends and my family, you know, I'm, I'm super, super lucky to have just an amazing support system. I have, yeah. So many amazing women in my life who have cheered me on, who've seen me on this path and make these changes in my life and like have seen, you know, have made comments to me just about this journey that they're witnessing and that it all seems so me and it all seems so right. And it's affirming, you know, yeah. it feels good because like, of course, we are always going to doubt ourselves and that's okay. It's good to be in, in the questioning about what your mission is, what your, what your journey is like, and, and to not just like go into autopilot. But, you know, I, I, the lifestyle I have, I've created and, you know, I, it, it, it's really essential to the kind of relationships that I want to have. My, my partner also lives in Chicago. So uh, it's pretty essential for me to have a flexible life so that we can maintain yeah. our relationship and having, as I mentioned before, like the time with my son and just, just the opportunity to really pursue the things that I feel like I'm meant for and I'm meant to do. That's so great. 
I'm so happy for you. Like I said, you were, when I, when I thought about doing this podcast, I just, you were, you came to mind right away as somebody who is, yeah, is living a life they created and kind of living out their purpose. So it's really cool to be able to see as well. Thank you. So where can we follow you? Where can we find you? Or if we want to get involved in one of your retreats moving forward, where can we, where can we find you? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, so I, I teach and support at the Hot Room Yoga, which is located in Indianapolis and um, outside Chicago in the Glenview area. And so I, I'm at both studios all the time. I lead meditations on our social media account. So you can follow the Hot Room Yoga um, on Instagram and on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm also at Miss Polly, M-S dot P-O-L-L-E-Y. And, you know, I really um, have started to combine my <laughs> experiences in social justice work and my, you know, current work, yoga and leading meditations and have started to do some trainings in my community. And so um, I'm always posting about those things on my social media accounts. And um, most of what I provide is free. So you can access any of these things online. Nice. That's great. And if you want to come on a retreat with us, then, you know, you can always message me. We do have retreats in the works for 2020. So hoping that we can pull those through. And then next year we have some big ones planned to Bali and lots of other exciting places. And you can look up my hashtag too, that, that I was given to me by my friends, yoga retreat lady, yoga retreat lady. Nice. (laughs) So what if you're like a brand, what if you're a newbie to yoga? I mean, do you have to be at a certain level to come on the retreats or is it all levels? Definitely not. No, absolutely not. I mean, first off, like the, every class that we teach at the hot room is for beginners. So, you know, we're a very welcoming, open and accessible community, which was what attracted me to it in the first place. But yeah, I mean, we've, I've had people come on retreats with us who never have done yoga in their lives. And then they're taking three classes a day. (laughs) So, um, you know, really like with our retreats, you know, I really, it's important to me to provide just a very seamless experience for you that you get an opportunity for adventure. You get an opportunity for relaxation. Um, you have an opportunity to do some of that self inquiry work that you don't do in your everyday life. And you've got this space and time to do it. And then the yoga is just sort of the icing on the cake. Really. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like, you know, I mean, for a strong practitioner who doesn't get to practice that much, they love it, but they can just like do yoga all day and hot yoga at that, which is the best in my opinion. Or, you know, you, you kind of take, take what you're, what you want to do and, you know, you use your time however else you, you'd like to. What a cool way to combine every single one of your passions. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Like the big one for me is hospitality because, you know, I spent so many years in in service industry. I actually owned a catering company too for a couple of years with my best friend. And I just like serving people is what I love to do, making people happy, you know, bringing people together around good food, good drinks, nice environment, you know, beautiful music, like all of these things. It's just like, I love that so much. So I I love that I have a job. I get to do that. That's so awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your story with us. Can't wait to see what you do moving forward. 
Thank you. I'm excited to see what you do moving forward. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will um, all go follow you right now and we'll chat soon. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at accountabilitybuddyforhire.com in the podcast section. And I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at accountabilitybuddyforhire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life. And I'll see you next week.